the uh, influence. Okay. And as we look at this whole idea of um, infiltration part two in Jude, we look, we're looking at the king, first the whole idea, and I just really want it to sink into your soul. We are uh, kingdom, we are kingdom keepers. And which means that is that we are individuals that God has left here to keep his word and his standards before the world. And I think that is so important and it's so key. And so my prayer is that we do that, that we are in uh, a battle. And that's why we, I laid out this whole uh, passage of scripture on Jude. So Jude, when it says this, Jude 1.3, Beloved, although I was very eager to write about our common salvation, I found it necessary to write appealing to you to contend. That's a, that's a stressful word there. Like you're working out in the, in the gymnasium. Contend for the faith that was once for all delivered to the saints. And so that's what the Lord is saying. The Lord is telling us, fight. In this generation, we are faced with two extremes. The acceleration of evil and extreme resistance to the existence and power of God. You're finding that they're trying to block God out of everything. Then the attack on followers of Christ are becoming more blatant in their actions, rejecting anything that acknowledges God's involvement. Satan's agenda is to silence the church of God, destroy the validity of his word, and usher in the satanic worldview of man's existence and purpose. Now understand something, saints. The attack now, we are in a battle and the world is out to take us out, but they don't understand who's holding us up and it's gonna bring us out. And that's why we're looking at Jude. So that at times when it seems like it's overwhelming, keep your eyes on God. That's my desire. Okay, then let's go on. A quick review is as we continue in the book of Jude, there are two points that we should remember. One, Jude's original intentions were to encourage his brothers and sisters in the Lord, using words of encouragement and reinforcing their status in Christ. So when you read the first part of Jude, he's encouraging them and, and it's good. No one's going to come in with bad news, you know, already know what bad news is. Saints need to know who they are and and just encourage them to make their stand. So that's the first thing that we uh, we looked at uh, last week. Then there's a second thing that uh, come up for. They were recognized as called, which means God chose them. Beloved, God highly valued them. Kept secure, God committed himself to protect them. Recipients of God's mercy, peace, and love. God's compassion that was committed to their ultimate good forever. That's, that's who the letter was written to. Uh, this was not for an unbeliever. If you're an unbeliever, it's like the commercial. If you are a homeowner, if you're not a homeowner, I'm not talking to you, go through the refrigerator and get you a sandwich. This is only for the believers. That's what it's all set for, okay? Uh, let's go to the next slide then. Under Jude, and, uh, number two was under the influence of the Holy Spirit, shift to the infiltration of the satanic and world aggression on the church of God. And so he has two parts, then we look at Jude. 
We looked at Jude as the, the, the uh, general uh, encouragement, but now we look at the enemy in full force. So let's go forward then. For the record, we must realize that we are keepers of the, the kingdom, uh, kingdom principles and values and concepts of the kingdom of God. Since I went over the two already, the one that we're dealing with this morning is the specific course of action. Here are the things that we need to do uh, and what they will be doing. So that's what we're coming up with at this, this time. Today, we will closely consider more uh, critical information about the intruders and their infiltration into the church. First, the specific course of action. Let's look at this. Their condemnation. Woe to them, for they walk in the way of Cain and abandon themselves for the sake of gain to Balaam's era and perish in Korah's rebellion. Their lifestyle was identical to Cain, self-willed and stubborn. Their greed for money, like Balaam, who exchanges his position as a prophet of God to obtain compensation for his service. Their rebellion was similar to their uh, father's response to Moses and his godly authority. You see that? The lifestyle, greed yeah. for money, rebellion, all three. You see those same things going uh, in our world today. Lifestyle, greed for money, total rebellion, rejection. Um, but understand now, this is going to, this is headed, it's headed and in the church. These are the hidden reeves at your love feast. Now, see this, we're not talking now about the world. We're talking about folks who have just sneaked into the church. As they feast with you without fear, shepherds feeding themselves, waterless clouds swept along by the wind, fruitless trees in late autumn, twice dead, uprooted. Now, you know this children up dead, they twice dead and uprooted. They were embedded in the environment of the fellowship of the saints. In other words, I don't know how they got in, but they got in. It's almost like a virus. You can, as long as you protect yourself against the virus, you're okay. But once it gets into your system, even like a cancer, it metastasizes and it begins to go and attack the certain areas. Like cancer that hits every, almost once it metastasizes, start moving through every part of the body. Once it gets to the lungs, wow. Uh, and so these individuals are embedded. All Satan has to do is drop the seed, not outside of the church, in the church. You see that there? In the church. They were enjoying the benefits of their position with self-gratifying motivations. They were deprived of any spiritual life, being dead in their sins. So they were enjoying themselves because of their positions, and then uh, their spiritual life, they were deprived of any spiritual life being dead in their sins. What did they say? They were deprived of any spiritual life. The dead got in with the living and it was a mess. They were described as having aimless driven lives. 
like waves of the sea casting upon the foam of their shame, wandering stars from whom the gloom of other darkness had been reserved forever. Right now you can have a full close-up view of what these individuals who got into uh, among believers, fellowshipping among believers, and they're dead. There's nothing they can say that will give you any spiritual food or what it encourage you. It will, it will uh, poison you and imprison your mind if you don't know the truth. Be careful. It's not they are coming. They are here. Judge gave, uh, Jude gave a proof text that revealed their inevitable doom. Jude 1.14. It was also about these that Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesied saying, behold, in other words, look at this. The Lord comes with 10,000s of his holy ones. In other words, the Lord is not going to sit back and let this happen. God has a time mapped out. And when he does, um, he's going to bring an end to all of this. Okay. Uh, Enoch is not in the, um, uh, what they call the, the canonized uh, scriptures. That's a long story. But uh, Enoch is a scripture that is referred to. A few others have been referred to also. Um, but it, it's a prophecy that's in Enoch that Jude refers to, to reinforce to believers that he's writing to, uh, that they won't get away. Christ is on his way. Amen. Let's go. Jude 1.15, to execute judgment on all and to convict all the ungodly to all their deeds of ungodliness that they have committed in such an ungodly way in all of the harsh things that ungodly sinners have spoken against him. How many times do you see ungodly and godless, okay? Uh, their position, ungodly. Their practice, deeds, and actives, activities. You see, you, people operate from their, their point of reference of what's controlling them. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. When you have an ungodly person among godly saints, uh, when you talk about leaven, leaven the whole loaf, lo lo these individuals are dangerous. They're already dangerous outside of the church of God. They become extremely dangerous when they're in the church of God. Not a saint, you see, not a saint, but an infantrator. Their purpose-driven hostility to the will of God. Boy, they don't want to talk about anything else but what the world has to offer. Why? Because they're part of the world. You see, their daddy is not our daddy. Therefore, they get upset when you talk too long about Jesus, too long about God. Let's talk about the baseball game. Let's let's talk about the place. Let's let's talk about you. You too heavily minded to be any earthly good. Let's let them know that um, you're too earthly bound to be even heavenly minded. Just flip the coin, okay? They're there. We need to deal with them. So we're snapping the pictures. Let's go to the next slide. You describe darkness of their soul. Notice the, the, the description now. These are grumblers. 
male contents following their sinful desires. They are loud mouth bolsters showing favoritism to gain an advantage, breaking it out. Grumblers. In, instead of praising the Lord, they're grumblers. You know, the Lord dealt with grumblers uh, when, uh, when the Israelites were grumbling against the Lord. And they grumbled, grumbled against Moses, the grumblers. That means that when you have a grumbler, the first thing you notice is don't jump on them. Let's understand one thing. They're operating from the flesh. They should be pitied and prayed for. When you find, that's why don't grumble. Be humble. See, um, didn't say humblers. They said grumblers. See, they took the G-R or U-N-B-L-E-R. Uh, they were not, they were not humblers unto the will of God. They're grumblers. They had their agenda, their plan, what they wanted to happen. They were loud with it. Um, you don't win a conversation by being loud. Matter of fact, how do you know God's children? They're in control. And the first thing they come in control of is their spirit because their spirit controls their, their thinking. Their thinking controls their mouths. Their mouths controls their, their actions. But they, these individuals are in the midst of the saints and they can be, they be told, although they slipped in, they stand out like a giraffe in a chicken coop. They're loud, full of boasting, they were devious in their self-serving lifestyle. This clearly describes the infiltrators traders who have the purpose of defeating the church of God. So Jew began to break it down one after another, one after another. Understand they'll, they'll sneak in and, all, and they're God rejectors. They're loud, they have their own agenda. They boast. They're devious. I mean, you can't trust them. They're untrustworthy. Uh, this could bring havoc in the church if we're not on guard. So please stay focused on who uh, we serve and who we are and what God wants us to do. If you don't know what God uh, wants us to do, please ask. It's very simple. And God has, has his word all the way through it. Okay, consider this. As keepers of the kingdom of principles and practices, we must not tolerate any entity that resists the will of God. Two extremes reveal, in, uh, reveal uh, God, the God we serve. One, he leaves no stone unturned to reach a lost person. Hebrew uh, 7.25, wherefore he is able also to save them to the utmost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. When you look at that passage of the scripture, you just think through, look at God's history. Look at the history. God has a tendency. I don't care where the person is. Whether the person is a prostitute, Jesus is right there. Where the person is at the extreme when it comes down to um, like a Paul who knew everything, who studied and everything, but in, in the religious field, he was tops, but the Lord had to knock him down and said, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute thou me? Oh, the Lord and his infinite grace and mercy, he'll go to no extreme. That's the type of God we serve. 
And I feel sorry for those who blame God when they go through their hardships. And it's very clear, they really don't know him. I mean, know his heart. That's the first one. Here's the second one. He has a limit to the extent of his mercy in loving interaction with man. There's a, there's a point with God where enough is enough. Going back to that cartoon of a Popeye, the seller man, this is all I can stand and I can stand no more. When we see the destruction that God, he explains the destruction that come to this world. Can you imagine the extreme it will be for those who die in their sins and then be cut off from God forever? If God goes to the extreme to save us, then those who are lost, even the demons tremble when they saw Christ or they knew that they will be tormented by the, the God of heaven who is in control of all things. We are in dark times, saints. Don't fool yourself. Don't let a few good years go past and things get better. No, things, Jesus said, it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. So what we need to do is prepare ourselves. So uh, Acts says this, then God turned and gave them up to worship the, heaven, heaven, the host of heaven. This is the example. As is written in the book of the prophets, O ye house of Israel, have you offered me slain beasts and sacrificed by the pace of 40 years in the wilderness? No, we said, I'm sick of this. Romans 1, 24. Wherefore, God also gave them up to the uncleanness, to the lust of their hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. Where God created male and female, they have flipped the coin and said, we'll do our own thing. And God has been patient and will change and has changed some, but there are others who still hold their ground. Look at verse 26. For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did strange to change the nature of use into that which is against nature. There's a point when God will give you up. With a saint, no, God will take you out in a, uh, with an unbeliever. There's a point where God says, Ephraim have gone into his, uh, his, uh, his idols, leave them alone. When, when God gives you up, in the Old Testament, they talk about the word Ichabod. When God left and moved outside and then on the mountain, and then he left Israel for a moment. And God says, leave me alone. These folks, they do not understand the magnitude of God's wrath. Aren't you glad that you know him? Aren't you glad I trust that you know that he loves you? And in the extreme of his reaching out, he's touched your life, called your name, cleansed your heart. And my heart, too, I'm putting myself in my heart and put us on the right track. That we never have to look back. A call to persevere. And so now Jude looks to the saints and listen, I've given you all the clips on what's, what those folks are all about. I'm going to encourage you, but now I'm turning to you and here's what he says. 
But you must remember, beloved, the prediction of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. They said to you in the last times, they will come scoffers following their own ungodly passions. It is these who cause division, worldly people devoid of the Spirit, capital S, devoid of the Holy Spirit. Understand, the moment that we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior, he sends the Holy Spirit into our lives and our vocabulary changes and we say, Abba, Father. The world can't say it, but we can. And uh, we praise the Lord for it. Stand your ground is one of the things that Jude says. Okay, now what I've said all this up to this point, now I want you to stand your ground. But you, beloved, building yourself up, get in that dim gymnasium and work out. I uh, appreciate the whole idea when, when uh, Pete has exercise in class and he was uh, in his exercise class. It's keep moving, keep moving, keep developing in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit. Don't become complacent. Remember what I said, the whole idea, the three C's. One is compliance. You go along with it. Complacent. You really don't care. And then courageous, where you say, it's not going to happen in my house. He says, that's what I want you to do. Stand your ground. Saints of God being citizens of the kingdom, that's what God is calling us to be. Okay? Let's go on. But you, beloved, building yourself up in your most holy faith and praying to the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. And have mercy on those who doubt. Save others by snatching them out of the fire. To others, show mercy with fear, hating even the garment stained by the flesh. He kind of breaks out some things that I thought I would kind of put a list as to some of the things that he's saying here. Okay, so let's go to the next slide. And uh, what he's uh, saying at this point. Jews ended his uh, letter with several important things we must remember. Number one, keep developing yourself, growing and praying. Is, is that your checklist? Do a little checklist. Are you uh, developing yourself? What are you doing daily that brings about spiritual development? Regardless of what's happening to you, where you are, what you're going through, what are you doing? Not what's happening on the outside. What's going on on the inside? If you don't straighten out what's going on the inside, eventually that attitude's going to flow out on the outside. And guess what happens when it flows out on the outside? Then that root of bitterness, it flows out and it, and it defiles many. So therefore, that growing and praying, that draws you closer. That's going to draw me nearer. Are you growing? Ask yourself, am I really growing and praying? Then the next one is, notice this, keep yourselves in the love of our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you notice that all the things here is the fact that it's our responsibility, not God? We have a responsibility to do our, our part. If God is going to the extreme to save us, 
then all we need to do is believe him and obey him. Uh, so keep yourself in the love of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let me tell you something. Paul was safe in identification. It is possible to do a lot of righteous things and be outside of the love of God. Listen, listen, listen carefully. You can do all of the all of the righteous things, things that God says really great job you're doing, and still be outside of the love of God. I didn't say outside of the fun, the uh, the family of God, just outside the love. Remember, we, when we talk about love, it's not an emotion. It is a commitment to the uttermost good of that individual. And it says, we love because he first loved us. We can do a lot of good things uh, from uh, evangelism, uh, you name it, feeding the poor, all of those others. And the Lord would talk to you just like he did to the church of Ephesus. I know your works. You did a good job, bang up job. I clap, good job. I only have one thing against you. You don't love me like you used to. We can get so busy doing a lot of things that we leave God out of the process. And when we leave God out of the process, that means that we shut down listening to what the Holy Spirit is telling us even today then wait for his mercy that leads to eternal life. You wait by looking, you wait by leaning, you wait by letting God have his way. And they that wait on the Lord, he shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings as eagles, they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Have mercy and understanding of those who doubt. And there are those who are not there yet. They could be babes who are struggling. And maybe God put you in their lives as a result of it. Save, deliver others. There'll be another thing that's important. Show most mercy to those whom God will place uh, in your life. There are individuals that will not, well, will not deserve how you respond to them. But you know what? When, you, when you're a kingdom keeper, when you keep God's word, when you sit in heaven, and what happens is that you find yourself having mercy. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall be called the children of God. We are responsible for maintaining and developing what has been given to us. So saints, if we look at Jude, the welcoming, as he gave us a picture of what type of individuals that infiltrate the, the saints of God, um, I've, I've seen it happen even with um, uh, uh, at our church. I've, I've seen individuals who, who have come in and I've seen these uh, folks when they did uh, come in, some of the things that they, they said, you may not have noticed it, I did. Um, and there's about one, two, three or four situations that happened like that. Uh, but they're warded off for a number of reasons. We were individuals who stood on the word and not your standards of who you think you are, but who God is, and that we're committed to the Lord. How do I know we're on target when we die to ourselves and be totally sold out to God? You know what? 
those who infiltrate our, 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 our churches, they're loud, self-seeking, hedonistic individuals who are bent on doing their own thing. And God's going to stop them. While God is stopping them, he's telling us, stay strong, stay in the word, don't give up. Amen. Well, with that said, then, um, we have one last thing. The doxology. Now to him who can keep you from stumbling and to uh, present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy. To the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen. I, I imagine that that's what he wanted to say at the beginning of, of it, but he had to stop him. But that meant he had to write it out. The full picture. We're not home yet, saints. So uh, stay alert. Make sure that you keep your hands in his hands. Amen. One last thing. Every child of God has been given a spiritual survival kit, and it contains five things. Number one, the word of God. Where's his word? The, at the morning worship, well, do you just put it aside and go about life and get busy and bogged down and bent out of shape? Where is God's word in your heart? Thy word is I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Not only do you hide it in your heart, you declare it. That declares the word of God. Next, in our survival kit, the Holy Spirit, who is with us forever. Not only when we get, when we get home. The Holy Spirit, the Lord Jesus Christ said, he will be with us forever. And keeping us in sync with the will of God. In other words, don't worry about sin ever coming up again. <laughs> Not in God's kingdom. The Lord Jesus, who is our intercessor, is always praying for us. This is our survival kit. Our Heavenly Father overseeing, directing, and maintaining order and progress. When you can't see God's hand, trust his heart. Then fellow believers, for us to be an encouragement to each other, to one another. We're fighting a winnable battle. Let us go forth. To make God look good. Amen. He that have an ear to hear. Let him hear. I give all to you. That's the only way to do it. Let's listen to our song. <laughs>